0: Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them. When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best. Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge. Tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar
1: BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today the Boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Hey, Brad, welcome back to Blue Collar BS. Hope you're doing well this week.
0: Absolutely. This is a amazing weather change here in uh, southeastern Wisconsin. We went from winter to spring to second winter to bit of spring to a third winter to Holy shit! It's hot out,
1: dude. It is hotter than hell out right now. It is hell. Hell has defrosted. That's for sure.
0: Right. So it's been good. It's been fantastic. Um, golf weather is upon us. Things are drying out, and summer is here, which we're very excited for.
1: Absolutely, you can go hit those golf balls out in that in that cow pasture pool if you do. Yep. You know? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, Mister Doyle, today we've got a uh, an, a guest here, our youngest guest to date. which is fantastic. Uh Mr. Ben Barlow, who is part of a uh, family business, has plenty of other family members that have been in business from, you know, grocery stores to lawn care businesses to public companies. The entrepreneur bug has probably been in his family for generations. And he has his own window cleaning business out here in Provo, Utah. We are just excited to have you on the show today, Ben, to listen to your, to hear your journey and, and see some of the, Talk through some of the struggles that you may be having as a young entrepreneur, where maybe some other folks don't think you should be doing it, or or things like that, or your clients. And it'd be interesting to hear some of those struggles or wins and conversations that you've had with your with your staff members as well. So, welcome to the show. Awesome. Yeah, excited to be here. So, go ahead, Steve. You get the first question. I don't want to ruin tradition.
1: (laughs) I yeah, you don't want to ruin that, right? So, so Ben, first question we ask everyone um, prior to getting into discussion is, which generation do you? most self identify
2: with yeah oh, that is a that is a good question i uh I think it has changed sometimes over the years but i I do feel like I like to hang around the old people sometimes <laughs> i <laughs> when i was uh you know younger I always loved to go to the old folks' homes and just talk with them and i I feel like they uh i enjoy at least being around them a lot more sometimes uh but it depends if you have uh, just a little bit more maturity. That help. That always helps. But the, uh, you know, in my group, I deal with quite a bit of people who are in the, uh, they're they're more than the Gen Z range. And uh, I also have some who are in the, let's see, after millennial, you have uh, the one above that. Yeah. So we have the, we have a couple of Gen X as well, and we have Gen Z and then we also have millennial. So we have a good mix. But I, I, I'd say, I don't know, I get, I get along with quite a bit of different ones. And it's kind of hard to say. I think there's so, so many different identities within those. Right. Um, but I'd say I'm an independent person who likes right. to think through things. I'm very entrepreneurial. And I guess I have a free spirit a little bit, too. I, I want to be spontaneous at times. I don't know what all those things fit into there. I love creativity. I like uh, being able to look through and problem solve different things and identify new markets or services that we could add, uh, that are lacking. And I like the opportunity to coach and, and, uh, make a social impact. Um, okay. I am I'm, I'm very motivated to be involved in serving other people, uh, in some kind of way. Uh, so that's, I'd say some of the qualities I have, I don't know what that would fit into.
0: But across I, the board. You are, you are homogenous. <laughs> <It's across laughs>
1: yeah, totally across the board, but from an age perspective, you're you're in the younger categories, one of the two, either the yeah. Gen Z or the Millennial. So yeah. which one? So if you look at the if you look at the uh, the spectrum there, which category do you fit in with? Whether whether it's Gen Z
0: or Millennial? Oof. I you're, by birth by birth you're in the Millennial category, I, I mean, correct? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm a Millennial, so I I mean I probably would be more of a Millennial for sure.
0: But you are to you are to the younger side of that Millennial, right? Because you were um, yeah just a couple years away from, from Gen Z. So you're in that transition. Zillennial is kind of that uh, blended category. Yep. You went to college, you went to BYU. I did. Yep. Followed that path uh, as everybody probably said, Hey, college is the right thing for you. Yep. You yep. you went to school, got it. And then you came out and you started, <laughs> a, you started is was the window cleaning business, your first business or not. Yeah. Uh, I mean the lawn mowing, I,
2: I grew up doing that and I, I mean, I always thought that I was running it, but I wasn't really, it was my dad (laughs) behind the scenes, just moving the numbers and making us feel like we were doing something that did spark some interest in that. And, you know, always had some, you know, small little things like that, that were out there. I, I always liked growing up, uh, I was in boy scouts and I loved knocking on doors and seeing how many of those little coupon things that I could sell you
0: know, um, how many bags of pop, uh, how many popcorn boxes you could sell too. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I actually was going to be a financial advisor for a while when I was, uh, I didn't like that. I was a freshman and that kind of is an entrepreneurial type of business as well. Right. Um, very much so direct sales, reaching out cold calling or, you know, talking to family and friends and all that stuff. And so I was familiar with a lot of that stuff at a younger age. And even now, like I've, I've thought about, so I've, I've grown up rock, rock climbing and skiing. And I've, there's been so many times I've wanted to start something in that realm, teaching ski lessons on my own, but I've, there's a lot of legal things that are around that and, uh, makes it kind of hard to do it. So i okay. uh, just, at least here in Utah, but I, yeah, I've always, I've always been doing things. Uh, so the, the window cleaning is something that I, uh, started before i was graduated and i taught ski lessons for about four years so i had some buddies who would do it during the spring summer and fall and they'd ski during the uh during the winter time and i was i thought that's an awesome lifestyle so i went learned from a buddy for about two weeks and told him all right i'm i'm gonna go off and knock on doors myself now and uh (laughs) so i just kind of started to do it on my own and Uh had really pretty much free equipment, just anything that I could find. Spent probably a full day just cleaning one home, just trying to figure out how to do it and probably didn't do a great job.
1: (laughs) I can't remember.
2: You know they call you back? They uh they didn't call me back. In fact, one of them well, one I never serviced again. So I remember that. That was one of my first ones. So I must have done a pretty bad job. (laughs) Um but the other one called me back about two years later, having me come clean again. And that was, uh, that was cool. So, and she was my first customer. So I remember that. And, uh, yeah, the, the second time was much faster. We'll just say that. <laughs>
0: well, that's good. So how, so how many people do you have on your team today?
2: It's a good question. Uh, we have right around 15 to, uh, fit, I'd say probably around 15, uh, technicians and then we have about 10 salesmen.
0: Wow. Okay. So, so this isn't just the, I'm going to start out of college, uh, be self-employed. This is a full-fledged, we are running a full-fledged, 100% clean so, business here. This is not just it, a side hustle.
2: Not, not at the time. When I when I started, I didn't think that that was what I was going to do, um, but that's kind of the difficulty of the business. At the beginning, I thought, oh, this is just good money to get me through college and keep a, you know, support myself and it's pretty, pretty flexible, you know, and then uh, that was one of the problems though, is I didn't have that mentality when I started. And so I didn't have a lot of the systems in place to be able to grow the business and uh, ended up needing to backtrack quite a bit okay. to be able to catch up. So I, you know, I started out at the beginning, writing all my customer lists on a piece of paper. And so I didn't really... <laughs>
1: You're not alone. You're
2: not alone in that spot, Ben, just so you know. Totally not
1: alone. Totally not alone.
2: So you're driving and, you know, accidentally put it on your car and then, you know, papers fall, cars run over the customer list. And (laughs) you've basically lost your whole customer list just in one in about a matter of five minutes, you know. So things like that have definitely happened. But yeah, it it was definitely not the goal at the beginning to have a bigger business.
0: So you 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 had mentioned that you have uh, all of the generations in your business in some way shape or form. Yes. Uh, yeah. so true. So truly a multi generational <laughs> Okay. Fair. Yeah. But you still, yeah, your but your parents might be overseeing. They might not be in the business, but they're probably overseeing well, a little bit.
2: I have had a baby boomer before. Actually, I had one that was like, I don't know, is fifty, is fifty-five? Is that?
0: Tail end of X, beginning a Boomer. Yeah, it's in that range. So that would be that would be a little
2: yeah. Okay. I've had my grandpa help me once.
0: <laughs> there you go. So There you go. How do you find the communication? Um, because you are a very high service, high touch type of business. Uh-huh. How do you how do you find your communication channel across those multiple generations um, working? And what have you made it? How have you made it effective? I uh,
2: yeah, that's that is tricky. So. I think at the beginning, I, I thought that I, it re, you really do need to communicate very frequently throughout the day, uh, whether it's me or another team member, a manager. So there's different people that, they can, that people can reach out to. Um, we've used text and we're transitioning to using Slack.
0: Okay.
2: So we are, mm-hmm. we are using innovation, I mean, technology to be able to communicate. We do a lot of phone call though as well. And just kind of depends on the situation, what we need to do. Email isn't as often, that's more a backend business type thing, okay. but yeah, for, for employees, primarily I'd say text is the most often used. And we also have an app that we'll use to be able to communicate what's, what jobs are going on.
0: Okay. And you've, and you've found that to work out well across um, all, all the communication, all the generations for you. That's been a very good fit for you. Yeah. Guys to be effective. Yeah. I think so.
2: I think overall it's worked out pretty well. You know, all the notes are on there and and all that. And we, we do want to use, you know, Slack. And sometimes that's been kind of a harder transition. Um, Just people are not as familiar with it, um, with the people that currently are working. uh, A lot of them are in college and uh, haven't had like maybe a career with a, like a tech company, for example, that, that uses them. More often, and so that would be some of the things there. So, but yeah, overall communication with text and uh, and phone call seems to be the most effective
1: because you have this. Your business is a little unique compared to some of the ones that we've actually talked to so far, and yeah. that you actually have multi generations more than more than, and they're younger. So we've talked to a lot of businesses right now that have mostly more seasoned, more experienced individuals working for them. Just, just say if, old. Just say old. old just, yeah, those old, those old bastards. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you mentioned technology being a, you know, there is there is some adaption, but what have you seen from a technology standpoint that other than Slack, that other, other I would than say. that one more time. So other than Slack. Yeah, yeah. You know, from a technology standpoint, what would you say people in your business, your your area of expertise um, gravitate towards from a tech standpoint, that's actually helped aid you um, in the communication side outside of Slack. Mm, Yeah. I
2: honestly, not too much. I mean, that's, that really, like the, those are the main platforms, the texting and and all that and Slack and the emails, all that. It's a, it is kind of difficult with, I mean, I can tell you our struggles, but I, i think that by pointing out the struggles sometimes that helps but i would say we they're not as familiar with like knowing how to fill out legal forms with like w4 forms or w9s okay yep and uh, you really need to walk through each individual step sometimes with them um which takes quite a bit of time um and a lot of times they think they can just get, you know, paid without putting, sending their bank to information. They want to just get paid through Venmo. Um, but then, uh, yeah, that, that creates some issues, the taxes and all that. So, right. Um, anyways, so, cause we hire them on as a W2 employee for the most part, unless they're a, unless they're a contractor with us. So uh, I think an HR system, would be really nice or something like that. That way, like with onboarding and just has all the instructions and directions, all that. Because right now it is still very hands-on when we're working. And um, a lot of the questions that they have are things that we don't have in like a specific HR platform. And so they, they can't just go to it. They have to come to us to be able to ask those questions. Um, so I would say that's like one technology that we've been looking into a lot. And we currently don't have it. And so, yeah, I'd say that's the other platform that we will use. I think will make quite a significant difference for us just because then they can reach out when they have scheduling issues, um, when they have uh, questions about different ways that we apply different products or how we do different techniques to be able to clean the windows or, or other services we offer. And so uh, That's, that's what I would say.
0: That's fair. So uh, you you mentioned something about, uh, you know, getting paid Venmo, filling out all that, the lovely uh, governmental paperwork, those types of things. Have you seen, have you seen a change as you go through your hiring process of, of wanting people wanting to get paid um, same day? Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: Some people, I think that there's part of me that wants to provide almost like a part of why I like the HR System is because then we can have like an education platform where we can educate them about how to use their finances. You know how to take care of themselves. Because I think that sometimes, like we right now do, uh, once every two weeks for paying, there are some situations that will pay faster. But um, we just kind of expect them to manage their money well so that they they have enough to be able to support themselves throughout that time period. Um, and you know if they are in a pinch we'll try to work something out, but we, yeah, they, there are times where it can, it's kind of difficult just because we can't directly, you know, if we pay them through Venmo, I, I'm not an accountant. We actually have one. And so I, good. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah.
0: Many, many of, many of folks like it, they don't have one. They still try to do all their own paperwork. Yeah. It's so, like, wow, you, it's, that's ridiculous.
2: So I just always tell them, you know, I would love to pay you, but I just don't know how to do all the calculations for Taxes, and I'm I'm gonna just leave that to the accountant. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's how we do it right now, and that's been that's been a huge help.
0: Um, how? Go ahead, Steve. No, I you have, yeah, I was ahead. gonna
1: ask. So with with these younger, the younger generation, Gen Zs, and uh, potentially some of the younger millennials, where how are you finding talent to come work for you? Like, what strategies are you using?
2: So primarily, once we find somebody that's good, we try to use their referral network or their network of people. I think that's probably the best. Uh, if, we, if we can't do that, then I would say, uh, and, and on that note, we do referral. Like we are currently offering a referral bonus. We haven't done it before. So we're not sure how that will work, but we're saying uh, 75 for your friend, 75 for you. If they go through the training with us, which is two weeks. That's one way that we're testing it out. I've posted on for free. I just keep reposting on indeed yeah. um and then facebook uh, i'll put it on there as well uh, i've done zip recruiter there's another one called barefoot that we use next door um i'll occasionally post on there as well um and then i think of what else we do uh just uh i think just we're we're also close to byu and another yeah. local college so we will use those platforms as well to be able to share things we we haven't done any booths yet but we have done flyers or since some of them are students they'll go knock on the doors of people in the in the area and talk to them a little bit more about what we do and yeah i think that's that's basically how we approach it right now so
0: uh we're having this conversation i'm looking at your site um your testimonials are amazing man for what you are accomplishing for a young man in a highly, highly competitive service industry. It's uh, it's pretty spectacular what you created there, my friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um, we haven't focused as much on our reviews. That's definitely a weakness of ours. Um, but we, it is, it is cool to see even with the, I mean, we have a good amount of reviews still. So it's still is significant, it's just, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy to see how much it's changed over a small amount of time. So, um, and I, I am sometimes, sometimes I don't give myself the benefit of the doubt, um, with just the amount of work it's required. And sometimes you know, just the blood, sweat and tears that it requires to do a business. (laughs) But yeah, I think, uh, sometimes you do need to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. It is a, it is a good business and it's, it's working. So that's good news.
0: It, it is. And so are you able to find those, are you able to find the staff you need um, to either sustain current levels or grow through those strategies you've employed? No and yes. <laughs> okay. So
2: right. um, we're still trying to figure that out a little bit. We, we could do some paid things as well. I think I think so. Like to some extent, I, one other thing that I didn't mention is that we we also reach out to other local businesses, smaller businesses usually who are just starting out, who are also window cleaners, and we'll have okay. them come and help us out to take on some of the work. So that's that's one of the other um, strategies that we try to try to do. We try to build like even though we are competitive with other companies we we are trying our best to we're trying our best to you know work with other companies as well because there's just there's so much work and um want to try to work with other people in that sense um but yeah that so say your question was basically like what are the struggles that i'm having with it or what?
0: No, are the, so the strategies that you've employed oh, to go yeah. find people, are you able to be sustainable yes, to, to either you. maintain your current pace?
2: Thank you. Yeah, sorry, I got a little bit no side trained on the last hey, question before you're, that.
0: You're you're on the job site. It's all pan. You are. You're let's just. We're just let the audience know you are on the job site supporting your crews right now <laughs> as you're doing this interview. Right, so yeah, we really appreciate your time. <laughs>
2: so, so basically, uh, what? what we need probably another five to six employees full-time right now, just the way we're currently at. Um, And the sales team is working at like half capacity. So we could probably even get more than that. And so there's quite a significant amount of growth that we could experience. Um, And some of the challenges is knowing how to present ourselves with the, with the employees, because we have, you know people in the younger generation they love flexibility they love also that they can you know make an impact uh they love the opportunity that they can somehow contribute in some way there and i i and i know um some of the older people as well that like they they want something that's consistent and something that can provide for their families and something that they can uh potentially you know, hopefully have health insurance and stuff like that. We don't have that, but we will work on getting that as we get bigger. Um, so a lot of it is also knowing how to present the job offer depending on the age group that we're, we're currently working with. So, you know, if we're working with an older, older group and they have kids, you know, I, I can relate because I have a 13 month old, uh, baby. And so I'll, Congratulations. Yeah. So I try to relate to them and I think a lot of it is just trying to be genuine with them. And even if we're not the best company to go for, we don't have all the benefits. Um, we try to create a good environment that makes it a good experience for them to, you know, we want them to be excited to come to work each day and uh, we want them to be motivated and empowered with like what we're, what we're doing. And so I, I do think that, It will be sustainable though, is uh, as of this next week, I will no longer be doing jobs or at least I won't be
1: assigned
0: on them. (laughs) And everybody's happy about it. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) meaning, meaning that I won't specifically be assigned jobs, but I'll probably still go on the job site to take on like training and, and all of that. But we're trying to figure out ways to, just take away some of my time, so I I have a branch manager who will also be helping out with hiring and training, um, and he'll get a bonus for anybody he, he's able to hire on. Um, and so we are in a great situation where I think we will be pretty sustainable. It's just that we haven't devoted enough time to all of the uh, marketing and uh, and and getting getting ourselves out there. We also are developing a new brand, so our I don't know how I feel about it completely, but we are trying to just make it a little bit more attractive to some of the people who will be hired on. Um, And I might not be the right person to talk to about that one because uh, (laughs) I have the branch manager who is a lot more passionate about that. And then also the person who's going to be kind of running as the, president or like the CEO kind of of the company he's he's also a lot more knowledgeable than I am because I for me I, I I think I'd probably be fine just keeping the way it is and I don't know any different so but uh <laughs> I'm sure it'll be really good so yeah we're we're doing good though I think and just making little steps to make it more sustainable
0: so for, for a young man you have accomplished a lot in a very short period of time and and as you mentioned taking that step back to recognize those wins and what has been accomplished instead of being stuck in all the day-to-day drama and struggles it's really important to do and so yeah over the weekend just take that and step back and celebrate those wins with your family yeah and just say hey wow this is what we've done right it doesn't have to be a lot doesn't have to be Anything spectacular, but yeah. from what I see here and what I hear you saying, as a uh, 27-year-old young gentleman who started this part-time gig while going to college and finishing college and doing all this, this is a this is an awesome success story. Yep. Thanks.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, so, so when it comes to that success story, what would be the one th- if you had to go back to be yourself at 21 or 22 years old when you first started this or whatever that was? Uh-huh. What if anything would you do? differently along the way
2: if i were doing the same business
0: yeah if you were to start over again if you had, if you could have the time machine to go back what would you tell yourself to do differently um for some of the audience members here that are want to get an entrepreneurship what would you do differently if anything
2: Wow, oh, man it's it is kind of hard because i i i have developed so much experience from some of the stupid mistakes i've made um I, you know, I've spent probably $6,000 on just one house from having to replace windows, things like that, that have happened. And, you know, luckily I haven't ran into that problem again. Um, So I've, uh, I've learned from those things and there's things that just uh, you do that are just stupid. And I think you get wisdom from that. And so I don't know exactly what I would do. That would be different, but I, I would say one is definitely building systems that are set up for what your goals are down the road and just really knowing like, not just, not just tr- letting things take you out of whim, um, where you want to go. Cause, uh, this thing is kind of turned into its own little, you know, baby slash monster sometimes. Um, and <laughs> I sometimes don't know if I'm controlling it or if it's controlling me
0: monsters Zing 2.0.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so I think that's one of the biggest things just, uh, having systems and processes in place before because now I'm in this time where it's just so busy and I get home and I know I need to set up some processes and systems, but I also want to be with my wife and my kid and, uh, it can be kind of, uh, can be pretty tiring. So I think that's the, that's the main thing here. Uh, just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to have it all set up before framework wise. Um, <laughs> because yeah, it, if you don't, it, it can be pretty chaotic and is something that you know. I think you probably could have prevented for the most part, but I, I do think you get a lot of experience from just making a lot of mistakes.
1: Totally. So what when we're when we're talking about the different generations, you know, people looking for work, people looking maybe for entrepreneurship, what advice would you give them to that to that younger gens, the younger millennials, the Gen Zs that are potentially looking for entrepreneurship?
2: Uh, yeah, great, great question. With the, uh, like, if, if you are wanting to start something, I think that you have to be pretty comfortable just not knowing everything. I think there's a little bit of that unknown. Um, my brother-in-law, I, this is another business actually that I, I have not mentioned to you, but he, uh, he started a business, is a cold plunge business and they do saunas. Okay. And uh, I think it was a stupid business. That was what I thought. Um, and I didn't think anybody would want to pay money to go jump in a cold you know, tub when I could probably, I could just do that in my house or I could jump <laughs> in the river. Um, and so when I, when I heard that he was going to do this business, I was just like, well, this is stupid. It's probably not going to make any money. And, uh, and they ended up, uh, you know, he didn't completely know what he was doing. And he was actually kind of the opposite of me, where he had all the systems and processes in place, but he was too nervous to start. I, and I was kind of the opposite. So, so he's
0: not the guy. He's not the cold, cold plunge business that went on Shark Tank. Then, because there was one on Shark Tank a few months, uh, a couple weeks ago. No, that I saw, um, and I heard that. I'm like, this is bizarre. <laughs> right? It's like it's it's a cold pool. Why would I? I don't get it. But whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that basically that's what uh, he he moved forward you know after a little bit he actually did a podcast just to kind of get himself a little bit less scared so he just kind of let it out to the world what he was doing and uh yeah i think you just gotta move forward sometimes because he's he's ended up being the first cold plunge business here in at least utah county if not utah and uh they're doing really well uh they're even starting to franchise and all those things but uh yeah, I think you just need to always be open and flexible, and also have, have the same goals are what your mission is, and, and all that. And uh, for me, my business, I I, I want to support employees. I want to be able to provide them. I want to make a difference in the community. Um, I still want to be creative and all of those things and the avenue I'm taking. But it doesn't mean that's the. It, it's the. It has to be that. You know, eventually it could be some other product or service. Um, but it still is aligned with what my, my personal mission is.
0: Ben, this has been an amazing conversation and we do appreciate your time today for sure. Sharing all those stories Uh, and history. Okay. Are you there now? Yep. I can hear you. Okay. So, so. I was saying thank you very much for your time. So if somebody is out in the Utah area and they want to get a hold of you to uh, either procure your services or just have a conversation about entrepreneurship, how do people get a hold of you?
2: Yeah. Uh, So you can reach me at my cell phone. That's one way. I had just 801-845-6615. Also, BarlowWindowBros at gmail.com. I know it's not an official business email, but there you go. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really the the main ways I'd say you can text or call me though. That's the, that's the easiest way to connect.
0: This has been a great conversation and I thank you so much for checking out the show early on and and connecting out on LinkedIn with us and and being willing to be a guest today. So thank you.
2: Thanks. Yeah. No, this is, this is really cool for me. I've never done a podcast, so this is uh this is going to be really fun. It's going to be weird to hear my voice because I don't know. That's (laughs) always weird. So, Always is. Not the best at that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, well, th- thanks for taking time too. And uh, if there's anything else, let me know. I'm happy to help wherever. So
0: thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herda. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep Blue Collar businesses strong for generations to come.